When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. I'm joined, as always, by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Uh, Paul getting ready to head out to Toronto to uh, start the the second-to-last road trip of the uh, of, of season, correct? Uh, yeah. Not, not much – not many left, but uh, before you guys head out, uh, a lot of, lot of news, a lot of changes here uh, for the Tribe in the past week. Chief among them is the addition of Josh Donaldson in a August waiver trade with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Paul, uh, we, we don't know exactly uh, who is going to be the player to be named later for uh, Donaldson, but according to uh, Chris Antonetti, it's, it's going to be somebody who's, uh, who's pretty talented. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, from what I've heard, um, it's going to be uh, um, Merriweather, kid that, um, you know, was in spring training. He's on a 40-man. He blew out his elbow in spring training. And, uh, on, you know, had to go to, to get Tommy John. And that's who the guy's going to be. It was, you know, I'm pretty sure Ross Atkins and, and Shapiro drafted this guy. So, you know, they've got a good uh, feel for him. And, um, uh, and that's that's why I think you know the the, the uh, player to be named doesn't have to be named until what after the 2019 season because you know this guy's going to take a year to rehab so right. I don't know maybe the Indians pay, do the rehab and uh, if it doesn't work they they go to another guy. All right. Uh, as far as Donaldson, he Julian wasted, Mary, Merriweather. Julian, Julian, Julian Merriweather is the name of the uh, the pitcher. You're right. Uh, as far as Donaldson's concerned, he he didn't waste any time. Uh, uh, the, the tribe put him back on the 10-day DL. He went down to Columbus, and in the, the Clippers' final game of the season, he, he blasted a grand slam in his third at bat. Uh, and uh, I, I believe he played again uh, uh, Wednesday night in, in Akron. Yeah, and he hit another home run. So uh, for, the, for the rubber ducks, and they're in the Eastern League uh, playoffs, and uh, he homered, I think, in his second or third at bat, a two-run homer. I watched the video of it. it. Looked like it was just a pop up, and it just kept carrying. Uh, so, the, what is he, the bringer of rain? There Maybe, <laughs> yeah. So. And, and and it rained here across Northeast Ohio. Uh, yeah, exactly. So maybe that's a good sign. You know, Joe, I was watching him uh, uh, not today, but yesterday, work out with the Indians. You know, we were both watching. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you know, he sprayed the ball around during BP. Showed some power. Showed some bad control. But what impressed me is you know how he handled third base. Uh, you know, definitely testing that uh, that uh, strained left uh, calf muscle. You know, he's moving around. He's making throws across the diamond. I think that's a good sign. And from all, you know, the quotes I've read and, and, and from listening to him, 
he seems he thinks his body is in great shape and he's ready to go. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed and we'll see how this works. Uh, you know, it's the, the only troubling thing to me is I hate making, you know, big changes in a lineup this late in the season. And it, it, it kind of, you know, smacks of desperation almost. You hate seeing, you know, the, the, um, the core of the team kind of get unsettled right as you're going into the most important part of the season. You know, I think that's a concern. We saw it last year. Uh, you know, Kipnis really didn't do anything to hurt the Indians, you know, when he went to center field, especially in the ALDS. But I don't think he really helped them either. You know, it, right. you miss that having that premier center fielder. And are they going to do that again? That's, that's the thing that, that kind of bothers me. Well, and, and the thing is, there really isn't a premier center fielder on the roster right now uh, all around. I mean, Greg Allen uh, does a nice job out there and has done a nice job out there in the time he's spent in center. Uh, after Greg Allen and, you know, Roger Davis uh, necessarily, uh, it, there, there's a, quite a bit of a drop-off. So you had, you had traded for Leonis Martin uh, at the deadline and, and thought you would short up that, that spot, but, but it didn't work out that way when he uh, got the bacterial infection and got sick and, and his season ended. So, you know, th- you're right. Th- th- this does feel like a desperation move, but I, I really do feel like uh, Francona's hand is forced uh, in, into a, a move like this because you're seeing improvement, uh, you know, slow incremental improvement out of Kipnis lately at the plate, he's he's putting together multi-hit games, and he's he's looking a little more comfortable up there. You have to keep his bat in the lineup if if you know. I, I think at this point, yeah, and, and the know, only way to do that is in center. Yeah, and I you know I I know that I I understand that, uh, and I thought you know what Kipnis said, uh, you know what, what you wrote in this in, in your story yesterday. I mean, you know, he brought this on himself, you know, with five months of subpar, uh, you know, performance at the plate. If he had played better, they wouldn't have had to make this move. Um, but, and, and I guess you can, you know, you can start Kipnis, you know, can play five, six innings in center field. Then you can uh, defense, uh, you know, Allen, or if Raja makes a roster, you know, you can, you can always protect yourself that way. I, I just, you know, I just remember, you know, and this is no fault of uh, Kipnis. I mean, he hasn't been out there you know, for just, what, 10, 12 games last year. But, you know, people are going to – his arm is going to get exposed. People are going to take the extra base. And in the postseason, that, that, that is a huge, huge difference. And it can make the difference in a ball game. And we saw it with the Yankees. And that's the only thing that, that's – you know, the down, that's the only downturn in this deal. Now, of course, you know, Donaldson has to be healthy and he has to play. And – this is a guy that hasn't played a big league game since May 28th. And what is he going to do when he gets to big league pitching, especially in the postseason? I mean, he's going to be behind. I mean, it, it's, you know, that's, I mean, there, there's no getting around that, no matter how good a hitter you are. Is, is there enough time for him to, to get integrated and acclimated and, and, and become a part of the team with, with, you know, 25 days of, of September left and, you know, it's it. It doesn't seem like something that you can just snap your fingers and have it happen. But uh, I think that's what Francona and, and Antonetti are sort of banking on being able to do. Yeah, and it's not like you're going to be able to play this guy 25 games in a row. 
No. You know, I mean, he's going to have to, when, when he does come off the DL, he's going to play what five innings. Then you probably take him out. Then he's going to rest. Then he's maybe, you know, he plays two games in a row. Then he's going to rest. And, you know, I don't think fitting in with the team is going to be a problem. I think, you know, on the field performance is going to be the problem. All right. Well, uh, Really, no, uh, no other development in terms of uh, any of the injuries that the Indians are dealing with uh, right now. Andrew Miller is throwing off a flat ground and and he's progressing, but uh, I think he might throw a bullpen tomorrow in, in right. Toronto. Right, that's the the word was a bullpen in Toronto. Um, as far as Trevor Bauer is concerned, no update there. Um, in the yeah, last I, I told you, I, I was talking to Antonetti today. He said he is progressing. You know, he's, he's continuing to progress. Um, he, uh, but, you know, and they're still hopeful that, you know, when he returns, it'll be as a starter, you know, and, you know, that's, you know, that's a, a, an interesting concept here because what was the uh, prognosis, Joe, four to six weeks? Four to six. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if it, you know, we're at, I think, third week, fourth week right now, right? Right. Going into the fourth week. Um, I, I'm sure Trevor's arm is going to be in shape. You know, and I think he's, you know, he's been playing long toss. He's been throwing bullpen sessions. Um, but, uh, you know, like you were saying, like we were talking the other day, the command, the curveball, all of that stuff. You know, when you, when you miss four or five starts, you know, and you're going down the stretch, I mean – could he end up in the bullpen? That's that's what I'm wondering. And, and is that necessarily the worst option if you if you do it? I, I don't think it, it is. If even if you if you look at what happened uh, over the weekend or with uh, with Tampa Bay in town, and you saw their uh, their opener strategy, yeah, where where you start maybe you start a guy like a, a Bieber or a, a Plutko and have him go an inning or two or or three with with good stuff, and then bring in a longer option like a, like a Bauer or, a, you know, just, just sort of try and mix and match and piece in, in a playoff series, you know, let, let Carrasco, let Kluber, uh, even let Clevenger get uh, a start here or there, but, and, and try to go as deep as they can. But these game these playoff games lately are, are one more in like segments than they are, you know, you're not going to see a starter go seven innings deep. That's the rarity. That's the exception nowadays. Yeah, and, you know, they had that bullpen game in 2016 against Toronto, which they mm-hmm. won. Uh, you know, when Bauer had to leave with, with the after the drone drone attack finger started bleeding mm-hmm. uh, and he couldn't stay in the game, and they did a great job. You know, that was kind of the uh, – Maybe the uh, forerunner of the of the close of the opener, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's where uh, Cash got the idea. So they're used to doing that. I think that, and I think they could maybe employ that. I was thinking, you know, if if Bauer doesn't come back in time and he, he can't start, do you go with the three man uh, rotation? Which I, I, you know, I I really dislike three man rotations in in the bull, in the playoffs. But could you go with uh, you know Kluber? Uh, Carrasco and Clevenger, then put like you were saying, you know, even Bieber or, or Pluto or or Bauer in the pen, you know, and and maybe you uh, you know bring Bauer in for two innings, mm-hmm. you know, the first two innings, and then you bring in uh, you know like a Bieber or or maybe you bring in Clevenger. I don't know, you know, or you just for that fourth game, I guess uh, yeah, you would have to you know mix and match there in the fourth game. Well, what I like is the idea that, that Beaver would come in and he, you know he would throw strikes. You know he wouldn't walk a bunch of guys, which is, in the playoffs with your bullpen is pretty much essential, especially in those, in those you know, sixth, seventh innings 
where a team can get back in a game if you get that if you give them base runners. You can shorten games that way by bringing in a kid like like Bieber who doesn't know any better and just goes out there and throws strikes. Yeah, it'd be like Ryan Merritt, you know. I mean, just uh, what he did. Uh, you know, you have to have kind of have to be a cool cookie to do that. You know, that's uh, that's you can't be uh, what 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 did uh, what's his face. Uh, the tr- he can't be Batista like Batista. You no. can't be shaking in your boots. No, you can't be shaking in your boots. Your, your cowboy boots, and then you've got uh, you got Merritt's cowboy boots uh, by his locker after that. Uh, hey, I uh, just wanted to mention uh, the other night uh, we had uh, we had what four Indians get hit by by pitches uh, yeah. in Kansas City Royals. And it got us to doing some research and. Uh, you know, I was all prepared. Uh, today's game story, I was I was ready to write about the brawl that would have been ensued. Uh, you have Mike Clevenger issuing warnings to the Kansas City uh, pitching staff after the game, saying, "Hey, we got some arms that can can throw the ball too." Uh, the The last time the Indians brawled that I could find with the uh, with the Royals was back in 2012 uh, when Shinsu Chu got uh, hit by a pitch, and then. Gene Mar Gomez, uh, you know, throws it, Gomez. Th- uh, hits Mike Mustakas for the Royals. Uh, also went all the way back and 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 looked at '87 at the old Municipal Stadium. Uh, Brett Butler uh, got buzzed and then charged the mound against Danny Jackson for the uh, for the Royals <laughs> uh, in 1987 in a game at Municipal Stadium that. And I'm sure it was, was uh, you know, back around the time when you had first started on the beat. Yeah. I re- you know, when you told me that, I was thinking about that. And I remember a game at the old stadium uh, where uh, Hippolito Pachado from the, from the Royals threw at Albert Bell. Oh. Albert Bell charged him out. And Hippolito Pachado looked like a, an NFL uh, defensive back backpedaling. He was, <laughs> he was the fastest. That was the fastest backpedal I've ever seen. And Albert couldn't catch him. And I think he finally got him around first base. And he got into a fight with the first baseman and Pachado. But Pachado was, like, gone. He was, he was in, like, in center field. <laughs> he was into that backpedal pretty quick. Huh? Oh, man. He, was, he wanted no part of, of an angry Albert Bell. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting how I, we sort of, you know, late in that game, I sort of went from zero to, uh, you know, hunting down as much information about, uh, you know, Royals and Indians brawls as, as we could find. But, you know, we're in, in September and the Royals are 30 games out of first place and the Indians magic number is down to uh, nine, could be eight here any minute now. Yeah. Uh, you know, is there a chance that they, they, they still play Chicago and Detroit? you know, coming up, is there, is that ever in the, the back of their minds that worry about, you know, uh, we, hell, we saw Carlos Carrasco's season end with a broken hand on a line drive. I mean, yeah. One of these guys gets, gets plunked or gets, you know, beans yeah. or something like that. And I think that's the general manager's worst nightmare. You know, you talk to Chris Antonetti right now, he's sweating out. He's, he's sweating out every game in, in September. He knows he's got the division one. He wants to wrap these guys in bubble wrap, you know, play them just enough, then get them out of there. You don't want anybody pulling a hamstring. You don't want anybody getting hit by a line drive or getting hit by a pitch and breaking a hand. You know, it, it, it can uh, you really upset the apple cart. It can really ruin a season, you know, or, to, you know, take a season in a, in a direction you don't want it to go when everything is going your way or, you know, you're, you're pretty fortunate to, you, what, you got, you've got a 15 and a half game lead, whatever it is. Uh, 96.4 miles an hour up and into Frankie Lindor could would make any general manager, uh, you know, swallow his lunch. 
but but then Frankie turns around and says, hey, you know, the rest of the guys on the team all got hit with uh, with curveballs, and he's like, oh, please hit me with a curveball. That's uh, yeah, right. I mean, I don't think there was there was some. I don't know if there if that kid that uh, Birch, you know, if the pitch slipped, but it certainly looked. Uh, it was up by the head, and you don't like to you don't like to see anything ever up by the up by the head. It was up by the head in his first at bat after he had homered yeah. in his previous two. That looks suspicious. That's, that's what looks you know a, a little bit curious to me. But you know, hey, it's baseball, and and they they get him back the end of the season in Kansas City. So who who knows? We might uh, we, we might still have a chance for something there. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some questions, uh, some some reader questions uh, that were submitted. Did you get any from? Uh, from the folks out there who uh yeah i got one uh from gary uh he wants tito to kick butt in the clubhouse he thinks <laughs> the indians are lackadaisical and he wants them to uh he wants uh the manager to uh, really kind of put a charge in these guys in september he doesn't want them going into the uh postseason you know losing games or you know going going at half speed he really wants tito to take over and uh you know i i think joe you know yeah, that that's good to say, and and, and you know, I I think you know from the outside looking in, you're you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, these guys should be, you know, they should be a little more energetic. Uh, but the worst thing a manager can do, I think, at at any point of the season, is change. You know, you can't mm-hmm. go from being, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can't go from being uh, Tito Francona, you know, a communicator you know, kind of a low-key guy to be in a Vince Lombardi. You can't be- become a screamer because then, you know, the, the players pick up on that and they know something is wrong then. And I think it throws the whole clubhouse off. I think these guys will be motivated enough. They might not, you know, it might not be a great September, but they're still on pace to win like 92 games. So, right. I mean, 92 games, that's not, you know, you got to take that if you can get it. It's not 102, but it's still a damn good season. So I think, you know, you, you've got to, this isn't football. You, you, you play 162 games. And I think keeping a consistent message is the key. Yeah. And, and I agree. And, and like you said, that's not Tito, uh, the, the rah, rah, fire up, it, it, you know, speeches kind of guy isn't Tito. And, uh, Clevenger talked about something in his post game uh, the other night, uh, talking about like earning the respect of that guy of, of of Tito. He he is held with such high regard and high esteem by his players uh, because he's got the track record that he has. I I don't think that he needs to go in there and and uh, you know fire them up. I, I I think he's he's built the situation right now where they they, they self motivate. Yeah, and they and uh, they know what time it is. They're veteran guys. They know what the season is. They, yeah. These guys have played in the World Series. They went to Game Six of the World, Game Seven of the World Series two years ago. Just they, you know, they 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 won 102 games last year. They they, they were in the postseason last year. This is a pretty tested team, and uh, you know, I, I think they'll respond when when the time is right. All right, from uh, from out of left field, literally, uh, Matt Wells uh, said tweeted at us and said. Yonder Alonso played a few games in left field for the Reds in 2011. Uh, any thoughts of moving him there next year if Brantley isn't re-signed? Uh, yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> I don't think Yonder would be in no. favor of that. <laughs> I, I think Yonder's perfectly comfortable at first base. What is this to make room maybe for Yandy Diaz at, at first base? I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I yeah maybe. Uh, who knows? Uh, I, 
I, I guess you're, you're presupposing that they won't sign um, Michael Brantley. I mean, you're, they're going to make him, they're going to have to make him a qualifying offer in order to get compensation for him. If he leaves as a free agent, uh, yeah. we, we talked about that, but, and, and there's a chance that hell Michael Brantley might take $18 million. One, yeah. One, for one year. That's, but, that's not... but he's definitely played his way into deserving a, uh, a multi-year deal uh, if not from the Indians, then from somewhere. <clears throat> definitely. Definitely. I've got one from, um, let's see who this is from. This is from Rob Moaning from Toledo. He's got some ideas on a pace of play. Oh, okay. okay. How to improve the pace of play. Three foul balls in an at-bat and you're out. 22nd cool. pitch clock and the batter must stay in the box. Wow. Then there's a, if there's a, uh, then you've got to have a, uh, a leadoff line at first base, if uh, leadoff line at first base, and if the if the runner is behind the line and a pitcher throws over there, it's a ball. Wow! <laughs> now that's some radical stuff. There's some like there's some, some revolutionary things in there. Uh, the their team, uh, the Red Sox, and uh, in particular, would would never allow the uh, the three foul balls and and. And you're out. Uh, yeah, that sounds like six-year-old t-ball. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, that's you know what that is. That's beer league softball. That's uh, yeah. You get a courtesy foul, and then you're out on the uh, the the next one. Ah, uh, yeah. That there are teams whose strategy is to go up there and spoil as many pitches as possible wow. to to wear down a starting pitcher. You're you're messing with the strategy of the game if you do that. That's when yeah, I was a little kid. I we my I'd be watching the Indians with my dad. Or listening to it on the radio, and I said, "Dad, how many how many foul balls do these guys get?" And and he goes, "Oh, they usually get about you know until you're out." He goes, "You can hit about a hundred foul balls." You know, he was just like <laughs> humoring me. But you know, that, I was thinking about that when I read that question. You know, the the twenty second rule. I think there is a twenty second rule. You know that a pitch has to be delivered. Right, and uh, that's been on the books yeah. for a long time. That that's mm-hmm. not anything. Right revolutionary but you've got a you've got a clock now in the outfit yeah. that's that's uh that's for in between you know at yeah. bats and things but this like this 20 second clock could be coming you know it's in it's in the arizona fall league i think it's mm-hmm. in the minors now from double a to triple a uh so i think you know i know that rob manfred wants that uh the union is fighting against it uh, we'll yeah. see how that works uh that, but, but, and, and, but you, you like even even if you're you make the the hitter stay in the box, you know, if he fouls a ball off, you know, he can step out. If, right. if, if he gets knocked down with the pitch, you know, he can, you know, dust himself off. Right. There's always ways for a pitch for a hitter to leave the box, even if you have that rule. And, you know, the more that these, the, the minor leaguers, you know, work with the 22nd pitch clock, the more they're going to be accustomed to it by the time it's, it, they come up. So, so you're not going to have the, the resistance to it uh, that you, that you, you know, could I, I just think once it's something that they play with that they're accustomed to it's gonna you, you nobody's gonna even question it you know years down the road so uh and and if it if it advances Manfred's uh you know platform of the games need to be three hours and that's final well good luck in September when they're when the <laughs> rosters are 40 man I I I like Tito's idea that he floated out there uh you know in a in a pregame uh press conference or earlier uh, maybe maybe it was earlier this homestand he mentioned about you know maybe having the rosters expanded 
at the beginning of the season when when you actually need it when you know there's you know pitchers are right. are just working and, and that could change strategies and plus you know you wind up cutting a guy and then re-signing him uh, a week later or something like that uh anyways like we've seen with like we saw with so many of the guys in the in the bullpen for the Indians this year uh it was just such a, a carousel of of uh, names how many times did they re-sign you know Matt Belisle and things like that right yeah uh, you know, it would it would avoid something like that. Uh, I think it, it, expanding the roster, but you know, having it be a set number each night would it, that's something they should definitely consider. Yeah, that's not bad. With uh, I got one more here from Keith, right. when Keith Douglas in Chardon, uh, in when the Indians were in Kansas City recently, um, uh, a Kansas City pitcher committed a balk and a run came home on the balk. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that an earned run? And I had to check with the f- official scores, of course, but it is an earned run. Just so, you know, it, it makes – I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, but it, it does count as an earned run. Well, and, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't seen ter- too terribly many, you know, blocks from, by the Indians this year, I, I don't think. I think they've done no. it. I, I think I'm pretty sure Clevenger's the one that I always worry about because he – he has that like little stepping mechanic yeah. that he uses when he comes set, but as long as he's he's got it down and and Clev uh, talked after his outing uh, last night, he he talked about the the changes that he made since uh, the series in uh, Cincinnati uh, a few starts ago, uh, the one where he walked six guys, and then since then he's he's pretty much been lights out so. Uh, just the the improvement that he's he's shown, he's really solidified the uh, the rotation with with the work that he's done and and the sort of the, the pitcher that he's maturing his way into. Uh, pretty impressive uh, for Mike Clevenger lately. Yeah, you know, speaking of Clevenger and Box, you know, his rookie year when he first came up with the Indians, he did have a you know he did get warned a couple times. You know, the umpires really warned him, and then the following spring training. They, they talked to him about it, and he, he really worked on that. Like you said, the toe-tapping kind of thing or just mm-hmm. when he gets settled. So he, he, he worked on that, and uh, I think it's it's worked out for him. You know, he's won, what, his last four decisions. You know, he could be a big part of this uh, rotation now, especially if Bauer doesn't come back. And, you know, I thought they made a mistake last year when they moved him to the bullpen for the postseason. Right. He was on a roll in, uh, you know, in late September. And then, you know, he, he went to the bullpen and he stopped throwing strikes. He's, and, he, you know, they thought he was going to be a weapon in the bullpen and they couldn't use him because he was walking people. All right. All right. Well, uh, the, the Indians head out, uh, like we said, on their penultimate road trip of the uh, this season. I got to use penultimate. In a, <laughs> uh, what's your, what's your, you found your passport, right? You're, you're all yes, good. I got my passport. Uh, what's, your favorite thing, what's your favorite thing about Toronto? What's, what do you look forward to the most uh, being up in, in Toronto for you know, know I, when I used to stay with the ball club, they stayed at the uh, the, the Weston, uh, right, right uh, on on the water, and uh, right on Lake uh, Lake Ontario there. And you could walk along the water to the ballpark to uh, you know Rogers Center. It was really cool. It was a cool uh, cool little walk. But I'm staying out, out a little farther out this time. But that that was my favorite part. And it's a good city, good city to walk around in. Uh, but yeah, it was that—that that was my favorite part to go up to. And I like watching the roof open at the <laughs> uh, at Rogers Center. That's that's a good thing too. 
just sit there and stare at it for a while. All right. Yeah. And then after Toronto, obviously, uh, they head down to Tampa. And who knows what's in store. That They could clinch in Tampa. There, there could be some celebration. So, uh, you know, pack your, uh, pack your rainproof gear. For okay. You know, that's a, good, because, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because you know they're going to be coming after you in the, in the clubhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're close to clinching, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, they could be within eight games by the end of tonight. And, uh, and Evie, you have to stay on your toes. Please keep us all up to date on what happens next in the Terry Francona, Kevin Cash uh, prank war. Uh, I thought it was pretty classic uh, Cash wheeling Francona's uh, beloved scooter out into to shortstop and putting a bounty on it during the yeah, uh, great that was good. practice. Uh, it, it escaped with uh, a dent in the, uh, the side, I guess uh, Tito said. But, I wonder if insurance covers that. Yeah, well – and Tito's worried that uh, something's going to go up on the scoreboard in Tampa, but but heck, who's going to see? Even Tampa folks aren't even going to going to be at the game to see anything on the scoreboard for Tito in Tampa. Yeah, it usually just it's from what I've seen the the, the you know the prank war usually happens in Cleveland. It's it's kind of mellow in, in Tropicana Field, but who knows? And 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 t- over the last couple of seasons, Tito's really been the instigator in all this. And and right, yeah, and he's telling me he's like, I want Cashy to know that it's me doing this. So <laughs> yeah, I we are we are eagerly awaiting the 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 next update from the uh, the, the Kevin Cash Terry Francona prank war and we will uh, rely on you to give us those uh, that information next week paul all right joe all right my assignment <laughs> talk to you soon all right buddy thanks man